This is News Talk. Uh, well, I don't know if you woke up on this wet Monday morning, certainly wet in the east of the country, if you woke up in the mood for an election, but that's the talk in the Irish Examiner. Government ministers are already discussing the possibility of an election November 24th this year. Several ministers and senior coalition sources have told the Irish Examiner an election could follow quickly after October's budget. The reason being that's expected to be a giveaway budget uh, and they're trying to do an early election to tackle the rise in support for Sinn Féin. Now, a reminder, an election doesn't legally have to happen until March 2025, so it would be fairly premature to have it in 2023. Leo Vradkar has said previously there were no plans for one in 2023. However, in recent days, uh, the talk of an early election has uh, gathered pace uh, and there have been a a number of rumours spreading around Leinster House. I have to tell you, it's not the first time I have heard of this rumour because I did hear of it recently on the grapevine of an election this year. We'll see if it's true or not, but you could be going to the polls this year rather than in 2025. Now, one of the big issues, I'm sure, for the election would be the housing crisis. There's a lot of talk about housing again in the papers today. The Irish Independent says that an increase in the tax credit for renters is being considered as part of a tax package to address the fallout from lifting the eviction ban. The credit was introduced in the budget and allows single tenants to claim €500 a year, while couples can claim €1,000. So they're looking at expanding this scheme in the next budget, maybe before they go for this election. Other tax breaks being considered uh, for landlords include reduced rates of capital gains tax if they sell a rental property to a tenant or approved housing body. So that's what they are looking at. Staying with the housing crisis, parents are desperately seeking medication from their doctors, according to the Mail, to deal with the fear and trauma of being forced out of their homes at the end of this month as uh, the eviction ban end looms. Estate agents have revealed that they have tenants begging them to help find them anywhere to live. Apparently Gardaí are very nervous too that a load of families are going to end up at Garda station saying hello, we have nowhere to sleep tonight. So parents are being given medication to cope with which you can imagine there would be anxiety if you have a couple of small children at home who've made your rental property their home uh, and then they're worried and you're worried that you could be turfed out and nowhere to go. The Irish Sun uh, has another story to do with the housing crisis and every single day now it seems that there are stories in the papers and on the the news here on News Talk on the telly of people becoming homeless or living in homelessness. The Irish Sun has an interview with a homeless family of three this morning who've been forced to sleep in their car as Ireland's housing crisis hits shocking new lows. Uh, this is, I won't pronounce the name correctly so I'm not even going to try because I don't want to offend the people but they are a couple and they have a daughter who's age 22 uh, Philippe and Magdalena who were evicted after they couldn't afford to pay rent following a double cancer battle and Philippe says I've even asked if we can stay in the refugee camps um, not the only people living in their cars there was a man on prime time last week who goes to work every single day and then comes home I call it home but he goes to a housing estate and sits in his car and uh, tries to get a few hours sleep in his car before and get, before getting back up and going to work the next morning now the Irish Times has on its front page uh, the free school book scheme 
which was a big announcement in the budget, you may remember, but apparently primary schools have been left in the dark about the implementation of the free book scheme to be rolled out in September. And they're warning that there's a significant risk that students will be without books at the end, <clears throat> sorry, at the start of the next academic year. We had an announcement last September of €47 million in the budget to provide free school books to over half a million pupils in primary schools. However, concern is mounting that publishing deadlines are being missed as a result of confusion about how the scheme will operate. And one school principal, Enda McGorman, who's a principal at the Mary Mother of Hope National School in Dublin, says we are bewildered and completely in the dark. The Irish Daily Mirror and the Irish Daily Sun, uh, have, sorry, the Irish Daily Mirror and the Irish Daily Star have a great story about a jockey who officially became a pensioner last week and finally rode his first winner in 35 years. In case you didn't hear this story, this is Corkman Liam Burke, aged 66, who became the oldest winning jockey in Irish racing since 1923 when he steered home his horse to victory at odds of 9-2 to two at Limerick Racecourse. The headline on the front of the Irish Daily Mirror is 66-1, uh, to one, and that's W-O-N, and the front of the Irish Daily Star is OAP and glory. Gary Lineker, never far from the front pages these days. He dominates two of the British papers this morning, the Daily Telegraph and the Times of London, and both say essentially the BBC is going to back down uh, and it looks like Gary Lineker will be presenting Match of the Day next weekend. The Telegraph says that the BBC is expected to announce its reviewing uh, the its guidelines on the use of social media and in return it's believed that Gary Lineker will agree to be more careful about what he tweets. He also might make an apology. Now that's not so much the BBC backing down maybe as uh, Gary Lineker backing down. The Times of London says that the BBC is ready to allow Gary Lineker back on television amid a fudge involving a review of the guidelines. So I think by announcing a review, they're hoping this will sort of get rid of the issue and Gary Lineker can return. He's photographed on a load of papers this morning out walking his dog in southwest London yesterday. As you all know, there's been problems at the airport with drones recently. The Cabinet has signed off on anti-drone technology and uh, to stop drones affecting flights landing and taking off at Dublin Airport. But in the Irish Times today, Conor Pope writes that there's concern that some anti-drone technology under consideration can be easily circumvented by anyone familiar with the technology. So the government has given the green light to go ahead with this anti-drone technology uh, and there are some drone experts interviewed in the Irish Times pointing out that self-built drones can easily be programmed to continue flying even if the radio signal between the device and the drone operator is lost. So unless you're going to physically shoot down the drone, it looks like some drones may be able to circumvent the technology. Uh, the Irish Times has an interview with Philip Rouse, who's chief technology officer with an Australian-based company which develops drone software, who said he's surprised that any airport would lean so heavily on radio jamming technology as the first line of defence. Big story in the front, uh, sorry, inside the Irish Daily Mail, which is Irish doctors urging patients not to go to Turkey for weight loss surgery, warning significant numbers are presenting with life-threatening injuries as a result 
of the procedures, the amount of people I know, I don't know anyone who's gone to Turkey for weight loss surgery, but they're all going off getting their hair done and their teeth done in Turkey. So many people I know doing it, but specialists in the mail uh, are warning about the level of care that patients are receiving and the competence of the surgeons who are carrying out the weight loss surgery and they're urging prospective patients to hang on and get the treatment in Ireland if they can. The Mail has an interview with uh, Professor Donal O'Shea warning about weight loss surgery in Turkey uh, and he seems to be saying that it's quite dangerous to go over there and get that done. Final story comes from the Times of London. Obviously the Oscars were on last night. Uh, Well done to Richie Bainham and the uh, Irish Goodbye I'm quite surprised the uh, Banshees of Inish Aaron got absolutely nothing given it was nominated for a rake of awards. But anyway, they're looking at after parties in LA and there's a new trend for designer ice cubes. I think this story is probably proof that the world now has officially gone mad because there's a new trend uh, taking ice obsession to new heights because the luxury ice cube business is booming in LA. They supply custom-made ice to weddings, birthday parties and baby showers as well as business functions and they specialise this company in uh, freezing items in ice. Orders can take weeks to prepare and you might have to pay $8 for each ice cube. If you have your logo on an ice cube that costs $14 and according to the owner of this company called Disco Cubes business had never been better and demand is being fuelled by social media because it's big on TikTok and now everyone in LA is talking about it and people love their ice cubes. I certainly wouldn't be spending $8 on an ice cube uh, for anyone at a party particularly obviously as it melts fairly lively in your drink but that's the latest thing in LA. I'm sure it'll come to Dublin and Cork and places like that soon enough uh, as it makes its way over this side of the world. Now those are the stories making the headlines. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com This, this is News Talk.